This episode of Willits Pod is brought to you by alabamatrucknuts.com. It's very difficult to come up with a tagline for alabamatrucknuts.com because it's alabamatrucknuts.com, which is already quite intriguing. So we'll just say alabamatrucknuts.com again. That's alabamatrucknuts.com, baby. I'm always freezing. Like I would, cause like as a kid, I was the one who would like not like argue about putting a jacket on and want to wear shorts when it was 60 degrees out. And like, like I was that kid. And then at some point in my like late thirties, it was like, nope, never mind. Yeah, I think. It... Hi, Willow. That's the sound of the Arizona Mucho Mango and Willow's here from the internet. Hi, Willow. <laughs> this is where you're supposed to bark. There you go. <laughs> I'm the internet. This is Willow's Willow's Pod. We got Will here from the internet. Hi. And with Willow from the internet, we have Crystal from the internet. Hello. So how are you doing? Me and my barking dog. Yeah. Good part of the show. It is cold wherever we are as we get old, which is why we huddle up by the warm fire in a dumpster that is the Chicago White Sox, as Crystal and I were just talking about. Uh, before we got on the call with us, man, they suck. Though <laughs> they at the time of recording, it is thirteen to two Rays, and we mm. are about to lose like our tenth. I don't know. 20th game in a row, it feels like. Good times. Yeah, the, the vibes are bad. bad. The vibes are bad. Yeah. The, uh, feels like 20, deserves to be 20. Uh, not for some of the players. Some of the players it probably does. There's a lot of men on that team. Uh, <laughs> front I mean, office I certainly deserves everything that's happening to it. Can, can think of certain players who definitely deserve this happening to them. Yes. The front office, actually, I got somehow, this wasn't a PR blast today, but because I have wrote about the subject of Brian Ball suing the White Sox for being terminated after he came out, um, they dismissed those charges today. And he, Brian apparently personally dismissed the charges against Rick Kahn and everyone else. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. Cause that means they probably just settled. I was going to say, that sounds like a condition of settlement to me. <laughs> <sighs> Love to see charges dropped with no explanation. And look, if that's what you've got to do to get, get your money, uh, I absolutely think you should do it because uh, we live in hell, and at least you should be compensated for going through some shit. But yeah, yeah, fired because you're gay, hired because you're an abuser. The White Sox way. Ta-da! Hey, that is so, like you really want to take that to trial. You want to you want to take that bet, or do you want to? take that money and, and move on with your life. Yeah. Because right. well, like, I mean, the thing is, even if you even if you get a judgment at trial and it goes your way, that's an awful process. 
Yeah. Like that, that is this deeply invasive kind of agonizing protracted process where you have to relive all of this trauma and have somebody poke at all of the, the little details of your life to try and poke holes in your story and stuff like who wants to go through that? It, it really comes full circle when you think about Brian Ball's dismissal and Mike Clevenger, because again, yeah. the women that have been on the bad side of dear old Mike Clevenger will also have to relive that if it goes through trial. And I don't think anybody wants to. That's why he had right. to settle and is forced to go to therapy now, um, which clearly isn't helping because he's yeah. still just as much of a dickhead as day one. Yeah, the uh, the the gold digger incident was really just way way to leave no doubt in anyone's mind just what brand of jackass you are. They changed this song. I don't know what he walks out to now, but like someone higher up was like, "Yeah, we're not doing this. You're already <laughs> making us look bad, and we're already looking really right. bad on our own." So wait, maybe wait, 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 Mike. Clevenger, the White Sox pitcher, mm-hmm. you're telling me was warming up to Gold Digger. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And to make matters worse, when he was asked about it after the, the game, made, I can't even remember exactly what he said, but it was a deeply shitty, like, it, it well, was yeah, basically, lion, uh, like. <laughs> well, he said something to the effect of, I'm here to answer questions about baseball. I don't think you're a music producer, so I don't have to answer that. So they had a music producer on a local radio station saying, yeah, that's really shitty. Like it was somebody that produced one of the Nirvana albums. Wow. I have to say, though, uh, surprising hat tip to Chicago sports media for, I think, actually handling this whole situation remarkably well. Now, granted, my standards for sports radio are, are subterranean, but still, like, I don't, I can't think of many other, like, sports radio media enterprises that would really kind of take this on in any meaningful way. Yeah, it's generally America's greatest laboratory for developing fascism, uh, correct, sports talk correct. radio. So. Yeah, that is unusual. Um, a- amazing job by the White Sox, though, to at least say, uh, no, you're not doing this anymore. But at least somebody in game ops, and, and it's much like the, uh, we, we curse them all, but have to remember there are still some decent people who work for these places. And uh, m- much like the, uh, yeah, there's, you know, who should, uh, who should go through a, painful discovery process in a lawsuit and, and relive shit. Uh, Dominion voting systems. Uh, they <laughs> they could have done that because they are a corporation and do not have feelings. But even those assholes settled. <laughs> right. Right. So that is where we are. And the legal system is a farce. Hooray. Hey. Well, at least our baseball teams are um, okay. Um, well, at last, look before we start recording, the Mets were were ahead in the game for the first time in uh, since since they were in San Francisco, um, I believe. 
not not been good times, but also um, it's April and it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Even the Rangers Devil series doesn't matter because the New York Knicks <laughs> are in the second round of the playoffs <laughs> for the first time since 2013. Oh. It is miraculous. It is wonderful. It is such a great, like, last night was one of my most fun sports fan experiences, like, ever. Um... I, I went down to the second half for uh, the Knicks wall as a you know, website podcast, everything. They, uh, they had a watch party with slam at a place down on canal street um, with free beer, which was amazing. Um, just, uh, I was like, I'm going to go have one beer. And it was like, the beer is free. I did not have one beer. Um, like when you were in college and they had dollar PBR night, like there's no such thing as one beer then. Yeah, plus it was, you know, Miller Lite, which is like, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I'm thirsty. You, you don't even notice. Gotta stay hydrated. Give me another Miller Lite. Um, <laughs> so, but that, the, the situation of that game was so perfect because the, the Knicks were up 3-1. Going to Cleveland for Game Five, so they they're up three one, a chance to close out on the road. That's the game where it's like, all right, you know, if you you kind of expect to lose, and if you do, it's okay because you're going home for Game Six. You're gonna wreck them in Game Six. You just wrecked them in two games at the Garden. So it was like the weirdest thing of like being a Knicks fan playing with house money, and then. They kicked Cleveland's ass. Like, it was, like, it got close, and it, it got down to six. And they, they I, you know, pulled back away. I, I turned to one of the, the other Knicks fans there, and I was like, this team actually, when they need a bucket, can get a bucket. All that we have been waiting for here is competent, NBA-level basketball. And... I don't know what that's like. <laughs> so, put the... I, I have not watched a lot of basketball in the last few years, so can you please compare this team to, like, one of the 90s teams when basketball was, like, the best thing ever? Ooh. Um... Let me think on that, and, and I'll just I'll continue this because I'll continue going back. It's been ten years since the Knicks won a playoff series. Ten years ago, uh, my daughter was about to turn two months old, and I was covering hockey, and I was in Massachusetts uh, covering the Bruins Maple Leaf series. That was the least that I have ever paid attention to a Knicks playoff run, and that at that time, was the Knicks' first playoff series win in 13 years. This is the first time that I have really experienced 
a Knicks playoff series win as a Knicks fan, like really watching the games and, and living and dying the way that you do since I was in college, since before I met my wife, since the year fucking 2000. <laughs> I just had um, extreme flashbacks the way you said the year 2000 to the old. Um, in the year Exactly. Just very. The next year of the playoff series. It happened! <laughs> and, like, I, I also, I need to fully endorse, um, especially if you've, if you've put in the time as a fan of a shitty team, uh, Fucking bail, because when they're good again and and you're into it, like part of what they've ta- what they do when they're shitty is there's two kinds of ways that they hurt you. One is if you actually watch them and they're shitty and you're like having a miserable time watching your shitty team, and the other way is that you don't watch your shitty team. But now you miss having your fucking shitty team to watch. I missed a lot of Knicks basketball over time because I was like, I can't fucking take this shit anymore. And they'll, you know, they draw me back in every now and then. And even this year, I was, I was, I bought in two years ago. That was a special thing coming out of COVID and all the 2021 season was beautiful. This, this year was like, eh. I don't know how much I believe in Tom Thibodeau. Might be time to go. Might be time to get everyone. But, you know, I'm happy to be wrong. Um, but, like, they... It's it's not just the years of sitting there watching lousy crap. It's It's also the years of, like, being out in the woods and, like... Do I want to root for the Nets? Fuck no, that's a miserable existence. But some people did. We lost some people. We lost some people who became Nets fans. Sad. Which did not improve. Sad people. <laughs> no, it did not. I like I, I was I say it's it's almost like a civic religion because like, you know, if you're a Mets website, you're a Knicks website right now. If you're a Yankees website, you're uh, Nick's website. If you're a ranger, <laughs> it's too bad. It's too bad. Aaron Rodgers is here. What does that affect the Knicks? Um, it is. It is fucking crazy that um, that is the way that it is, and it's just like the team that unites everybody more than any other team in New York has been so shit for so long. And, um, you know, you you get to this point where it's like this, you know, I found myself on the subway last night going to watch a Knicks game with strangers, uh, something that I am loath to do. I'm not, I don't want to be in settings with crowds and shit, but like, there's, there's like a, there really is like a a civic religious kind of pull that the Knicks have and, and almost like the Nets were a false prophet when they moved to Brooklyn <laughs> and 
got Kevin Garnett and all that shit, and they got KD and Kyrie. Speaking of false prophets, my goodness. <laughs> Walked him right off the edge of the earth, that dude. Well, you know, it is flat, so <laughs> that's the, the risk you take. It's uh, it's something. It's wonderful. So who who in terms of the '90s are the Knicks? They're the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> they're still the Knicks. They're they're tough as balls, but more skilled than they'll get credit for. They have a dude as a head coach who you look at his hair and you're like yeah. uh, Pat Riley in a very different way than Tom Thibodeau but they haven't won since 1973 still um, yeah they're the Knicks the Knicks are the Knicks this makes me want to rewatch like, The Last Dance and then that Reggie Miller 30 for 30 because of how Antoine oh, Reggie Miller Knicks were with that. <laughs> Reggie Miller 3 for 18. No, you just have to yell Cheryl at him because Cheryl was the better basketball player. <sighs> that was the other thing that makes it emotional for me is, it, you know, my mom always was like, Cheryl's better! My mom was my conduit to basketball. Like she coached my YMCA team. Um, so yeah, not, not having her here. And the Knicks finally win one, win a series is fucking tough, but you know, it's all, uh, it's all part of the, part of the deal. Um, and then there is, uh, the other civic religion, uh, of the Midwest I've, I've found is the Chicago bears. Um, who were supposed to have the top pick and traded it to the Carolina Panthers. And and the draft is still going on. We did a little draft preview show, and I'm I'm curious, um, uh, since, since we did talk about the draft on the last episode with entirely different people, um, what is your guys' preferred, obviously you are not watching the draft right now, but your preferred method of consuming uh the NFL draft in this day and age? Is it to watch some ESPN, to watch some NFL network, or to uh, simply enjoy uh, memes and GIFs? I am a memes and GIFs girl. Also, my, you know, almost teenage son likes to run up and update me on every single pick. Um, He... Because we are in Indianapolis most of the time, he ran up today and alerted me that the Colts did not select a tall white guy this time. And he was, I could hear him celebrating downstairs. Um, Congratulations and condolences uh, on that. So he seemed pumped. I know nothing about the Colts. Because I am a Bears fan. But, you know, hey, whatever. So my enjoyment is stupid memes, shitty Twitter takes, and my son yelling about what just happened. 
Yeah, I'm I'm also a, a memes and gifts person, and then just go look at my like gators list on Twitter to see where the like four people I'm paying attention to ended up, and then occasionally go back and check what the Niners have done, which. Who can say, really? They've traded so many picks recently that I'm just like, I don't care. I'm not paying attention anymore. So a- Anthony Richardson, the ham cannon uh, of lore, of the cover of, cover art from our last episode of Will's Pod. Um, need to continue go. talking about this because it's it's <laughs> it's been on my mind that I described him as uh, the embodiment of a political Florida man. Um, and, and the way that I was talking yeah, about no, it, like, does not no, know no. the governor's name, a kind of, a political, yeah. like, not, doesn't just like, yeah. nope, not, not part of my consciousness. No. Uh, just, but th- that it, is his game. Yeah. Yeah. I would believe that. And he, I, he's very involved in like the local community in Gainesville. And so he's, he's like, he seems like a good dude. You know, and and is sort of aware enough about what's going on in the world to like do charity work or whatever. But yeah, very much probably couldn't pick her on the same to set him a lineup. Like, I, I also just meant like on field. Um, he is like if if Florida man was a quarterback, uh, that's oh, yeah. who's going to Indianapolis. Where it's yeah. if Florida man was an NFL owner. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah it, it'll be it'll be interesting. So I I actually understand the pick a lot better now, having broken it down that way. That like, of course, Jim say saw a dude who can just like run through walls, throw footballs through walls, any kind of sh- like he wants walls knocked down, and and Jim say wants walls knocked down in the most entertaining way possible. Um, so whether it's Anthony Richardson running through them or throwing footballs through them. Uh, of course that fits for him. Of course that is where he winds up. Um, and and it looks like the Colts actually hired a coach with an NFL resume this time. So that's hey. uh, that's positive and interesting. They, they got the dude from the Eagles. Um, so uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, a much... A much more developed prospect by the time he got to the NFL than Anthony Richardson. But uh, yeah, that yeah, was, I mean, that was my inter- interest. Yeah, from a pure entertainment standpoint, you're absolutely right. Like Anthony Richardson is gonna throw a football through a wall and run through a wall. He just may also run through a wall and drop the football or throw a football through a wall directly to a defender from the opposing team. It it just depends on the day. And I say that with all the love in the world. <laughs> While we are here uh, on Indianapolis Colts hours on Willits Pod, um, Crystal, with your Indianapolis expertise, I, I'd like to call on that at this time to ask, um, why does the stadium there always look fucked up on TV? <laughs> like, what is, like, why is their turf, like, so weird? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um I don't know, other than Indianapolis is just kind of a hot mess in general. Um, but I agree. It does look really weird. I am not a fan of that stadium. I think it's really dumb. Um, I think it's just because, like, Indianapolis as a whole really kind of sucks. 
So it has to be passed on to the Colts. Like the only decent team we have right now is a minor league baseball team. So I think it's just because everything here sucks. The Fever is shitty now too? They haven't been great. Um, I still go to Fever games, but they didn't really go very far this year. Although I was at their championship game. Oh, they they just drafted Aaliyah Boston the with the number one pick. So oh, well, that's good. That'll be about to get better for the <laughs> that's good. Fever. That's good. I'll go to more games then. But yeah, so right that. now like the best is our Pirates farm team, the Indianapolis Indians. All right. Well, that's the Indianapolis sports report for this hour. Uh, the other thing that we were watching for in the draft was where Bijan Robinson would go, uh, and and he is taking his talents and his mustard to the Atlanta Falcons. Bijan's Dijon uh, landing in Atlanta. Uh, let's see if we have any other updates uh, to pass on at this time. Now that you're hearing this, well after uh, all of this has completed, and no, we don't. So. Uh, if you're interested in the NFL draft, I suggest that you type NFL draft into the uh, the the search bar on your favorite uh, website, whether that be <laughs> Google.com, Bing.com, DuckDuckGo is uh, if you want the spicy NFL draft uh, searches. Speaking of spicy NFL draft. Yeah, that was the other football thing that we had to, to get to. Was, uh, Aaron Rodgers arriving in New York. And, He's your uh, I, I will. Hmm? He is your problem now. Well, I, I will I will call this up. Um, Aaron, this is a, a tweet from Zach Rosenblatt. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on Zach Wilson. Here is the quote. <clears throat> He's going to make sorry. He is going to make my life hell in practice. I'm going to make his life heaven off the field. What why does it sound like a blur? Sexual. Yeah, it sounds like a blur for a self-published oh. romance novel. Mhm. Like which is, which is not ruined? necessarily a criticism, mind. I is Aaron Rodgers' plan here to like win over Jets Tumblr? Oh. <laughs> Kinky. Aaron Rodgers, what is your AO3 handle? <laughs> I am baffled by the whole thing. I just want to know really what he meant by that. Right. Like, did he, do you mean you're, you're going to buy him dinner or like, what it, like, I'm not even entirely sure what you're implying here. Is it cocaine? No, if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's like some crazy drug we've never heard of. Uh, he's so like, gonna, he's going to take that close to the ayahuasca retreat cocaine. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's ayahuasca and like another weird retreat. Yeah, take him say, into the darkness. Aaron Rodgers would have been what? a lot more interesting if he had just fulfilled his destiny 
as Chico Man and just been a fucking stoner and sold pot to college students as God intended. Or he could have hosted Jeopardy, which he was better at than the person who hosts Jeopardy now. He was. He was. The, The underrated funny part of this whole scenario for me is that a couple of weeks ago, there was clearly a leaked rumor about how, like, oh, he could go to the Niners. And it's like, he's not going to fuck you, Aaron. Stop. Like, just, you don't, no one needs you. Go away. (laughs) I realize you're still bitter that they didn't draft you freaking decades ago now, but, like, please move on with your life. Yeah, he's one of the worst movers on with your life, I think. Um, maybe we can get him to sue Fox News. Aaron Rodgers replaces Tucker Carlson. Aaron Rodgers gets fired. Aaron Rodgers sues Fox News and refuses to settle. And we all win. This plan is only going to take uh, about 15 to 20 years. Aaron Rodgers the long the game. face of American primetime fascism. Yeah. Is he already, though? Like, I feel... Uh, you, yeah, I mean, fair point. Man, he just brings, like, nothing to the table at all. Like, he is yeah. just gross-looking. Like, there's just nothing yeah. there that's good. No. And, man, he's just, like, so annoying. He really thinks he's, like... You know, early 2000s LeBron James with the decision. Like, you're not cool. Nobody wants you. You are washed. You've always been washed. Just go crawl into a hole somewhere in the dark and stay there for the rest of your life. The the funniest part of all of this, uh, and also then paired with the Tom Brady, most divorced man in the world, retire, not retire, all of, like, the last year and a half of Tom Brady's existence, is that both of them were so, like, before about two years ago, both of them were so well-regarded, like, it was this very respectful debate about, like, oh, God, they're, you know, which one is better, and they have these incredible resumes, and they both, like, I mean, I never liked either of them for various reasons, but, like, broadly speaking, people yeah, like both of them. I don't them. think Tom Brady was particularly well-regarded after uh, we spent years making jokes about his saggy balls. Well, you know. But the thing is, is that I feel like he came, he came back from the whole deflate gate debacle pretty well. Like, people mostly moved out from it, unless you were a fan of a team that had a particular beef with the Patriots or whatever. I have no skin in this game, so. My team uh, beat him twice. Right, so there you go. I mean, Eli Manning, an objectively better quarterback than Tom Brady. Exactly. Uh, my team was my quarterback, who was objectively better than Tom Brady, and now right. I'm a Red Zone fan, so here we right. go. Right. Beautiful. But both of them at the tail ends of, yeah, both of them in, their, in the tail ends of their, you know, Sterling Hall of Fame generational talent careers managed to just make themselves look like such fucking schmucks. For no reason, just absolute own goal uh, for both of them, 100%. Like, you did not need to do this, but now it's just like fucking living in a van down by the river with Aaron Rodgers and the most divorced man in the world with Tom Brady. And it's like, what are you doing? 
I, I will share a fun little tidbit <laughs> because I know that the Colts and Patriots don't typically get along. Um, and after Deflate Gate, there was a local bakery down here that made these little deflated football cookies and sometimes <laughs> sent them to the Patriots. Um, it was oh, really cute. That I actually funny. bought one because it was funny enough for me. That yeah, so really they sent like this huge box of deflated football cookies to New England. That is really funny. My, my, personal, my, my personal beef with, with Tom Brady, uh, aside from the fact that I just find him annoying, is really mostly the fact that I grew up a Niners fan in the 80s and early 90s, and you will put some goddamn respect on Joe Montana's name. So help me. Rubbing the pastor didn't exist effectively for Joe Montana's entire career. I don't want to hear shit about what Tom Brady was able to accomplish or you couldn't sneeze on him and not get called for a penalty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joe Montana. I just, I, I can't think of, it, it's terrible that I cannot think of Joe Montana um, without thinking of his Saturday Night Live appearance. Um. Because I've used the clip about a, a thousand times. Um, it's really funny. Um, it's really funny. Yeah. So I don't have to narrate it here, but it's it is really. Funny. I had something else that I was teed up there, and then I completely lost. I'm sure it'll pop back into my head, and, and it'll become a tangent um, off of something else. Uh, I also had a plan for, for some kind of game here, but that never came together. So that's uh, that's too bad. I've been writing about the, the Arizona Truck Nuts League, which will uh, promise. Maybe it'll even come out with this episode. We'll see. We'll see how that all goes. Maybe it'll be out before. Maybe it'll be out after. We'll see. A mystery. I like, like to leave a good mystery talking. Uh, no, that, whatever it was that was in my head is... Uh, is not coming back. No. <laughs> Was it an Aaron Rodgers thing? Him being a weirdo? He is him a being weirdo. In a van down by the river? <laughs> I mean, maybe. We don't know. We don't know what's inside of your brain. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <sighs> Hey, the yeah, Mets are good. back up. It's nine to and eight. And the White Sox lost fourteen to five. Hey, they got some runs on the board. Yay. I've gone to, to NFL.com. Uh I just had it open and we have but it's it's good news that you're here because Iowa has had somebody drafted uh, by the Packers. I don't know who this person is. Uh, it is uh, a linebacker or edge rusher, Lucas Van Ness. So I assume he's good because Iowa's problem is not defense. Um, <laughs> it's not, that's true. 
The Eagles got Jalen Carter. Are you kidding me? How do they do it? How do they keep getting away with it? That's it. Go birds, go birds.com. <laughs> For all of your Eagles related needs. <laughs> it's, un- it's unbelievable. Like, I guess that they're just like a well run team that like they draft really good players all the time, uh, regardless of where they are in the draft. Like, every Eagles draft is like, because I don't even like pay attention that much, but it's always like, man, the Eagles got that dude. And then they wind up being good. Like, I think that that seems uh, much like that baseball thing where, um, yeah, like the White Sox didn't, spend money in the offseason, didn't do shit, and now they suck. And the Yankees did the thing where um, they, like, just replaced some of their players with other similar players and not necessarily better players, and they kept the exact same management team intact, and they're losing games in the exact same ways, but, like, they'll occasionally bludgeon people, and you know already that they're just going to, like, losing the first round again. Hey, sometimes no they're losing what, games in what they new don't and do at the trade deadline. <laughs> sometimes they're losing games in new and interesting ways because Aaron Hicks has forgotten how to play defense in addition to not being able to hit. So, you know. We're getting yeah, fun Aaron and Hicks, interesting new stupidity. If Aaron Hicks isn't playing defense, uh what what is the Major League Baseball has evolved past the need for Aaron Hicks, or more, Aaron has evolved past the ability to be in Major League Baseball. I I just feel like like it's got to be, it is it is moments from him being either traded for a bag of balls or just straight up the evade. Like there can't the only reason that he's hanging on to any playing time at this point is because a lot of other people are hurt. But, like, when Harrison Bader's healthy again, it's like, what purpose does Aaron Hicks serve at that point? Dude is already half a win below replacement this year. It's, it's been, like, That's just difficult. tonight it's been bad. And he, he, he lost a ball. Kind of, it seemed like he lost it in the lights, maybe, but also just, like, didn't take a good route. And there was just, like, a lot of problems with this play. And he got such a reaction out of Gary Cole that I just... You are you are all Yankees fans in this moment, Garrett, because none of the rest of us can believe what we just watched either. <laughs> Do you know what Aaron Hicks has signed through? It's, off the it's top of your head. something deeply absurd, like another three years or something insane. He is signed through 2025 with a, uh, a $12.5 million option for 2026. Oh, well, hey, we definitely... That is... They gave him a seven-year deal. And the thing was, at the time that they did that, I didn't entirely understand it, but I didn't hate it. It was fine. Like, I didn't really feel one way or the other about it. And then about a year after that, I was like, I never want to see this man again in my life. It was one of it. The thing about that is that, like, 
that's a fine contract for the pirates to sign. Like if the pirates are like, we signed Aaron Hicks to like, like Brian Reynolds. Right. might be cool on an eight-year deal. He might not, but hey, the Pirates actually went for it. Right. Like, they actually kept somebody around. They actually are doing things. And they are... Um, it has been It has been noted by... Uh, I'm trying to think of who, who it was that noticed. I think it was James Santelli, who works for one of the uh, Pittsburgh stations, a good, good union fella. Um, just drop the note in that uh, hey, you know when the Pirates lease runs out at PNC Park? Uh, 2030. Sure would be, uh, they're not going anywhere, but mm. if if they want to get you know, a little bit of public bucks, uh, it'd be nice to have the public's goodwill on their side and not yeah. be the biggest fucking disgrace in the major leagues. Leave that shit to Cincinnati. Yeah. Or the White Sox. Yeah. White Sox. Or the A's. But, you know, hey. Or the Royals. There are fucking disgraces out there. No, just like, look. Leave the Royals alone. They're not good. No. They're not an embarrassment. They're just like a normal bad baseball team. They're still run by the people who want to ban porn. (laughs) Like, well, okay. Okay, but if we're dis- if we're uh, discounting teams based on dirtbag billionaire ownership, then that's thirty for thirty that are eliminated from the list. Oh yeah. Well, dirtbag billionaire ownership that also doesn't do a goddamn thing to to run their team in any sort of um, meaningfully competitive way. So yeah, the I Royals just have a hard time putting them the in the same category. I still think the Royals are better than the White Sox. Oh, sure. And they're just nine games back instead of eight like the White Sox are. No. That's that's an interesting discussion, though, is the tiers of shitty billionaires. Because, you know, spend some money on the team, but uh, that Giants dude's high on the list. Oh, yeah. No, Charles Johnson can eat shit. Yeah. The only thing that keeps him from being the absolute worst is that he's a, he's the majority owner, but there's a lot of other ownership parts of the pie spread around. So it's not like a singular, it's not like a Mike Elliott situation where he just like owns the entire thing. So like it's marginally less terrible, but he can absolutely eat shit. Steinbrenner's up there. It's nice. Nice to see uh, the family at least keep the name going in some form. Like maybe not the on-field success or the um, firing of anybody ever, um, but being shitty, yeah, they're yeah right there. So that's. Uh, I think there, but that's a. There's sort of two categories of at least of shitty here, though, where you've got the ones who are who are shitty because they're shitty rich people, but they're just like shitty people. Like a, like a Charles Johnson and a, like a Reinsdorf. Like that's a category yeah, of like, okay. you just suck as a human mm-hmm. in like a specific way, as opposed to like the uh, greedy, we just don't want to spend money because we would rather make money 
variety, which is like a, the Steinbrennery situation. And then you have the, the like the, the raise A's, like we are fully a hedge fund. Yeah, I I feel like while the Rays operate as a hedge, I feel like I'm I'm looking at this in a different way, which is like sort of the way that you treat your fans. Like, yeah, the Rays are run like a hedge fund, but they are like part of that is trying to do like an efficient like bring that like McKinsey don't, shit to, yeah, no, on no, no, the no, field. No, 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 no. Don't excuse them. Don't excuse them. They're I, fucking embarrassed. I have to. I have to for this because what I'm talking about in terms of my my perspective here for the ownership of you know what are they giving what what how is their shittiness impacting your fan experience so like Charles Johnson is very publicly um, supportive you know with with his gigantic checks of some of the worst people in the country gigantic checks that he is not then cutting to the baseball team that, you know, he could be putting more money into. The Rays are shitty, employ shitty people, um, have shitty fans, but, like, they're they're out there, like, they're trying, and that, to me, goes... They're not trying. They're they're objectively not trying, though. If they were actually trying, they'd spend some goddamn money ever. Yeah, but, but they're trying. They're not trying to win at baseball. They're trying to win at a game that they have made up. That coincidentally results like it's an offshoot of like the weird, perverse like dollars per war game that they're playing. But like, there is a knock-on effect of fans get pretty good and entertaining baseball. Like you get your Randy or Rosarinas. You get like. They they run like no team in baseball is more committed than the Rays to like here's a dude who throws the ball fucking weird. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, but I, I from a like, from a fan experience perspective though, they're they're as bad as the A's in that they're gonna trade everybody or let them walk in free agency the second they cost more than forty seven cents. They're going to sure. run pitchers into the ground until they blow their arms out. Like, that's not fun as a fan. Like, in the specific moment, yeah, they're a good baseball team, but there's plenty of good baseball teams. Like, they're not they're not inventing reinventing the wheel that way, other than the fact that they're being really fucking cheap about it and constantly threatening to try to leave the greater St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area. I think the fact that they are committing themselves to doing something interesting with their product puts them on a on a slightly better tier than the A's and um well and the White Sox. I mean, I'll give you that, but that's like a extremely low bar. Shit. Yeah, we're not talking about a high bar. I mean, that's effectively no bar, though. That's like, okay, well, you're, I can watch a game and not want to kill myself. So, hey, congratulations. Like, my therapist might listen to this, okay? And that's what the White Sox are taking away from you. Mm -hmm. No, I'm seriously. She probably makes so much bank off of me just crying about baseball 
instead of like addressing my mommy issues, it's like, hey, let's move on to something that actually like should affect your trauma and day-to-day life. And I'm like, no, let's complain about how bad the White Sox are right now. Even oh, Trish I've is spent- just going to drop me and be like, girl, you need a life. I've spent multiple therapy sessions talking about um, the, the pitcher who shall not be named who's currently exiled in Japan. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Garrett Cole. Oh, we, we talked about this on, on our chat earlier, but shout out to Garrett Cole for being the OG, <laughs> uh, the OG TB hater. Um, he, he was on that shit before any of, anybody of the rest of us do. <laughs> yeah. And there was also a time where it was like, like uh, there was a general perspective of like, wow, what's Garrett Cole's problem with him? Isn't Garrett Cole like a little stuck up prissy so-and-so? No. Oh, well, see, he is. is. He, but. <laughs> the thing is, but, you had to be deeply oblivious to the existence of Trevor Bauer to maintain that it was Garrett Cole's problem for more than about four seconds of Bauer's career. Like, he showed his true colors pretty fucking quick. Like, it's gotten progressively worse over the years. But he's been an asshole from extremely early on. He was too much of an asshole for the D-backs at their most assholey to want to deal with him. Speaking of shit owners, those guys have been, like, they've existed for 25 years. And they've been threatening to leave their ballpark for, like, 15. And I know that all of all of Arizona sports is money laundering of some sort most explicitly and brazenly the coyotes um yeah. But, yeah. but the diamondbacks and the suns and the cardinals are all all different sorts of money laundering operations um the cardinals are particularly interesting because that one involves lawn care um <laughs> in a way that is um I'm not I'm not even a lawn guy, but like that thing's fascinating and that is like they've got the, the grass on a tray that they can slide out like they can slide the whole field out of that stadium. Um I guess like do monster trucks or whatever, like walk yeah. like get the grass into the sun. Um Phoenix as a city should not be. Like, and that is the entire vibe the entire time that you are there is I am in a place that should not. <laughs> uh, and wow. Yeah. The Diamondbacks. That's yeah. They suck. I, they, and they suck in a slightly unique way too. Cause uh, and this is like, not just an ownership, but like on an organizational level. Because remember that they were the ones who made fans change their clothes because they were sitting behind home plate in the opposing team's colors. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it, too. And then it came up in a conversation with a friend of mine recently. And I was like, shit, they did do that. And either the same year or the year after was when they got so offended at the Dodgers getting in their stupid pool when they won the division. And, like, look, you're making me defend the Dodgers. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, come on. 
Yeah, uh, it you know turned out that Yasiel Puig was just a guy who had trouble with uh, regulations and in general, um, and you know doing things that you should or should not do in a certain time and place. But uh, yeah, they made him look good uh, by being and John McCain. Fucking yeah. John McCain. Yeah, yeah. to weigh in on that, like, I just, don't yeah. Be- you don't have anything better to do with your time, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, right? I mean, clearly not. But like, that's fucking embarrassing. Also, I just realized that the Dodgers are um, first in the National League West, so that's fun. Yeah, that that's- is fast. They're they're playing bad. Yeah, but yeah, as is the rest of the division, though. Yeah. So <laughs> doesn't, doesn't take a lot. The Dodgers right. are second, and they are at five hundred. The rest are all under. Yeah, uh, shout out the to the got swept by the Pirates. So you know, yeah, shout out to the St. Louis Cardinals though for rolling into town for the Giants and being their most embarrassing and Cardinal because God bless. I don't know what it is. There's some sort of force field that is Cardinal specific around the Giants. That the Cardinals show up to San Francisco. And they immediately like forget how to catch a ball. Mm-hmm. And That's cool. Forget, you guys forget how to like throw. It's delightful, and I appreciate that it holds true even when the Giants are terrible. It is. It's somehow just one of those truisms of the universe that the Cardinals are going to come to town, and there's going to be multiple runs scored on the stupidest, generally infield errors you have ever seen. I enjoy that. And also, uh, Nolan Arenado is just bad now. Oh, he's, he's, he, he looks everything? worse. Yeah, he looks worse in, in every respect than I have ever seen him. And I'm saying this as a, you know, as a, somebody who watches a lot of NLS baseball and has seen him ruin my night uh, many, many, many times. And he showed up for this series and I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, unremarkable, not concerned. Yeah, that dude got face jammed. While we're on that subject, I would like to share a tweet today that I saw from my friend Brandon Warren. Um, Someone tweeted, who the fuck sucked the good out of Arenado and Machado? Oh my gosh. Machado and um, my friend Brandon quote tweeted saying Nancy Reagan. (laughs) I was going to say Arenado. I responded back oh. with just a, a crown to present to Brandon because that is probably the tweet of the year. Spectacular. That is a that is a different kind of Cardinals Devil magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I snorted. That was oh. good old Nancy Reagan. Oh, God. I do think, though, uh, uh, on the surface of Arenado and Machado, though, I do think it's interesting that there's a handful of, you know, them included, of really big name players who are just hot garbage right now. And then you've got other guys who are like, oh, yeah, no, this is what I expect from you. And it's just always interesting at the beginning of the season to be like, who is going to decide to, for, they don't know how to play baseball anymore this year. Aaron Hicks decided to forget for a second time. Yeah. 
Well, I don't yeah. think he decided. I don't think he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to forget how to... Last year, I forgot how to hit. <laughs> this year, I'm going to forget how to field. Well, put it all well still forgetting how to hit. Like, he, it's not like he swapped. Like, no, he still can't hit. The, well, and the, the, the thing with Aaron Hicks, right? And I feel marginally bad dragging him this thoroughly, but God knows I've lost enough hours of my life watching him be terrible to have earned it. Um, he's not handling it well. I'll put it that way. Because it's just a stark what? contrast between him and Isaiah Kainakralapa, who is also can't hit his way out of a paper bag. And and was not good last year, broadly speaking. And yeah, you know, he's never been good. Right. I mean, he kind of is what he is. But you know, like he lost playing time because, um, you know, Volpe and Cabrera and Peraza all are better than him. Um, and he has been one totally willing to play the outfield, and it's actually been pretty good. And has also been like has said all the right things in interviews, and been like, look know what if I want to play I gotta play better like that's it like very clear on it and Aaron Hicks is like trying to fucking crucify himself over this and martyr himself for the fact that I don't know what my role is and I don't know why I'm not playing and this that the other thing it's like bro because you're terrible and you have been like I'm not saying that that's a personal failing but your inability to acknowledge your own responsibility in this scenario that is definitely a personal failing yeah, and it's in contrast to, like, who he's been over time, and I wonder, like, you know, do you reach a point of, like, all right, this is how I kind of got to get myself out of here, like, if they're not going to, like, I'm not going to play here because I am not good enough, but, like, also I'm stuck here, like, maybe time time right. to be the squeaky wheel of it and uh, yeah. see if I can make it happen rather than... Uh, be here and be miserable. And and I look, and I'm sure it's got to be a deeply shitty situation. So I do feel for him on some level. Um, but like he's just not doing himself any favors. Yeah. Well, it's tough to see because he he was pretty cool for a while. Oh, we've had another Iowa draftee. This time it is a linebacker, Jack Campbell. Hey. So that is uh, that is two Iowa players drafted uh, and. Uh, two Georgia players drafted in the top 19, uh, thereby proving that Iowa Hawkeyes football is equivalent uh, to the Georgia Bulldogs. And I, I think that's what we've all seen. It's uh, it's only fair, I think, that uh, Georgia stop being so cowardly and, and schedule Iowa. Oh, uh, that's, you that's going to be... Oh, I need it. I need it. Can a team score ne- like that's that's finally like, we we'll finally have the answer. Can a team score negative points? Iowa versus yeah. Georgia. <laughs> right. Let's make it happen. Oh, it's what we need. Give <sighs> the people what they want. God. I really do though. I, I don't think we've talked have we talked about this since the Brian Ferentz video with the uh do you have a message for the haters, basically? He's like... Uh, I don't think we have. I don't have them, no. 
<laughs> Brian Ferentz, horrible Iowa offensive coordinator, guy who only has his job because of his dad and who has basically been put on a performance improvement plan for this year to keep his job. Don't worry, he'll just be demoted to offensive line coach if it doesn't work out. Uh, it was asked in a press conference, do you have a message for those who have had all these criticisms of you the last two years? And he just goes, no, I don't. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, that, on the one hand, it's incredibly fucking funny. On the other hand, I also, like, kind of respect his answer. Because, like, what is he supposed yes. to say? Like, like I, it feels like a moment of, like, uh, self-awareness that I appreciate. <laughs> That's that's the other one that um I I just like I can't get enough of it. It's like, what do you want me to say? And this with the Giannis thing last night too. Might as well touch on that before we get out of here. Um, this this was um, Giannis being asked if uh, he felt like this season was a failure. Um, you know, a few minutes after it ended, as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference uh, being knocked out by the uh, number eight seed freaking Miami Heat, who are about, you know, it's fair. What Giannis really should have said is, I just didn't want to play against the far superior New York Knicks. I was scared of them. And uh, best of luck to the Heat, because they are food. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're... Where are we at here with this? I need to find this uh, this exact quote because it's it's important. Um, where is my tweets and replies? That's what we'll go to here. Um, it was uh, Giannis being asked if if he felt like this season was a failure by a reporter, and this reporter was then like praised for like asking the tough questions. Um, you know how. He went up there, you know, he asked a good question, and, uh, you know, Giannis doesn't need to blah, 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 blah. That's a terrible um, fucking question. <laughs> where was it? I had this as a, as a, as a grabbed screen, because it was important. Anyway, Giannis was saying, uh, he asked me the same question last year, Eric. Which tells me it wasn't that great of a question because it no, was a question that you would ask last year. Eric. Fucking Eric. Um, and I understand. I don't even that, know who he is. I understand wanting to get like that general question in the broad sense answers. Like, yeah, you want to. That's a reasonable thought of like, okay, well, do you feel. How disappointed do you feel? Do you feel like you can look back on, on things this season and like still be proud of them or whatever? Uh, but you got you got to do better work than that. Like you've got to come up with an actual question. Also, it was a yes no question. Do you feel like the season was a failure? Right. If Giannis wanted to, he could just go no. And at the right. press conference, so you're not getting a follow up. I don't like this is one of those where I'm like, people who do this for a living are saying that this was good, and I am seeing something entirely and 100% different. Yep. 
am I losing my mind here? Um, which the answer is always yes, as well. I am losing my mind. That's the issue. You hear it for an hour plus now uh, of this episode and also every other episode we do. So it's really tricky to know when it's not that I'm losing my mind and that the world is completely fucked up and that people are seeing things wrong. People are wrong. Eric asked a shitty question and Giannis is right. Correct. That's my opinion. The funny, the funny thing is, maybe not funny, but the interesting thing is, I guess, that I feel like a lot of sports media people do that. I hear, I, you know, you listen to these press conferences or, you know, post games and stuff, just some of the most useless, vapid ass questions. And I'm like, there are people murdering each other in the streets practically to get these jobs. And that is the best you can do? Like, I refuse to believe that you can't do better than most of these people. Maybe not most of these people, a lot of these people. It's 2023, we're sure hearing the words talk about on television. <laughs> Ask an actual question. Could you punctuate it with a question mark at the end? Yes, no. If no, come up with something else. <laughs> to be fair, uh, in the cases of some of these, uh, of some of the television people who ask these questions, and I am not referring to uh, ones on um, networks that we like or uh, broadcast. Well, there are no networks that we like on broadcast teams that we enjoy. There are certainly uh, good television journalists and personalities, but a lot of these people, the ones that are asking the shitty questions, are um, people who are there because they have nice hair and can enunciate. Pretty much. So, and but like, that's also us. We have nice hair, and we can enunciate <laughs> when we feel like it. When we feel like it. So, I'm Jesse from the internet, um, and and I now will, uh, having finished my Arizona mucho mango, uh, <laughs> turn to Crystal and Britt from the internet and and ask you guys: Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we call it a night? Um, you know, I just, just want to remind everybody that everything sucks and baseball is meaningless. That is it. And remind us us again, uh, before we get off here uh, of the show, uh, what exactly the, uh, it's, it's, it's like four letters. Um, it's national, it's domestic violence, and I believe it's hotline. So that would be N D V H. Is it a dot org? It is a dot, org. a dot org here. That is yes. uh, mm-hmm. that is where you are directing. Uh, you can N- actually go to the hotline dot org. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is where you can donate when um, shitty pitchers are on the mound to start. Um, honestly, just for funsies because like be a better person and. Um, Donate money to good causes. Join Colleen Sullivan and I in donating a ton of money this season to uh, domestic violence organizations all over the place because we have a shitty abuser on our team. Yeah, you you two are making yourselves up for a good cause on this one. Yeah. 
Well, uh, thank you guys. Happy to close. <laughs> Nothing. That raising money. Good. Um, so thinking about that. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's go out on a on a non abuser note. Oh, um, let's see. What have I got? What do the Niners do? Could not tell you. Update? Could not tell you. Um, but they still have. Uh, okay, so here's a here's a lovely anecdote. Brock Purdy was at one of the Niners games over the weekend. That was very sheepish about the fact that he, you know, was shown on the on the video screen and got a lot of applause and stuff, and had to be kind of like cajoled to stand up and wave at people. And it was just very sweet, and I like him a lot. Okay, and uh, and one more thing for for tonight, I will say <laughs> this: um, phase one of my plan, it appears, has worked out. I might be costing myself some money. But uh, the cooler has arrived. I bet on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs have once again failed to close out a playoff series. Oh, my they God. Game six. And I will continue to bet on the Toronto Maple Leafs, making me eat my words. Uh, okay, because when you... they finally do win, I'm going to get paid. But did you see the towels that they were giving away tonight? I did not. Um, they said forever in like a death spiral. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. It's it's bad. It's bad. I feel like whoever came up with that either has a sick sense of humor, um, and is like a Habs fan or something, um, or just is really not not tuned in to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs experience. It'll be like this. Forever. That that was lit- that was absolutely my first thought when I saw them. It's, it's real bad. It's real bad. I feel like that is the thing that uh, that's gonna get me. That's gonna get me. The Knicks are doing what they're doing, but also the Leafs are right over here. <laughs> and I've got dark Kermit being like, laugh at them, and I am. I can't resist. I will always, always, always laugh at the Toronto Maple Leafs. I will celebrate every Knicks win, and I will celebrate every Leafs loss because there's the former. The, the Knicks wins mean a lot more, but the Leafs losses are a lot more common. They're, yeah. They're so much funnier. Just, uh, look, when you lose so much that the specific way that you lose the meme, like, that's not good. Oh, yeah. I bet, uh, I, I bet, 4.1 on the on the Leafs this evening. Um, so, yeah. And they're gone. Oh. Um, they're not gone. They're still, they're still here for two more games, and then they'll be gone. Because um, <laughs> they're going to go back to Tampa and lose, and then they will, of course, do what they always do in Game 7. Won't they? God. Won't they? Sure. If they don't, if they actually manage to pull it off, again, uh, that's going to the Willits Pen. We all get together and have uh, beers of various natures uh, fund. Um, that is the gambling account. I, 
I just, I, my, my fear with the Leafs is that if they ever do get it together, that it may be like when the Cubs won in 2016, where it just sort of like alters the fabric of the universe in a kind of disturbing way. Like there's just some teams that no, it just it, it unsettles reality if they succeed. I still blame the Cubs on Trump becoming president. One hundred percent, those are related. I blame the Cubs. Yeah, Canada's always a little bit behind us on on some kinds of things. Is it? But the other yeah. possibility to look at is if the Leafs ever do win the cup um that it one possibility is it closes the loop that is true that is true another possibility is that it doesn't really matter because we do not give the toronto maple leafs nor the nation of canada that much agency valid also also extremely valid Come at us, Canada. This has been what it's called. Uh, we, we, uh, we have nothing but nice things to say about Canada. I think. So we, have, we have no anti-Canadian sentiment here. In As general. a country, they're fine. They say nice things. As a country, they're Canadian. The, the, the Jays can eat shit, but... Well, yeah, the, multiple sports franchises in any given place can eat shit, but the general nation of Canada, where... They're just like our neighbors with social socialized healthcare. It's fine, but it's but it's too fucking cold, and that's why uh, that's why we're cold. we're taking this uh, we're taking this to Cancun, just like the Cleveland Cavaliers. See you next time. Love you, Pete.